Welcome to season two of Through the Marketing Lens podcast, your go-to weekly business podcast that's fluff-free to the point and filled to the brim with real strategies and honest experiences that will help you in your business. We keep most episodes bite-sized because I know you're busy. I'm Katrina Aronson, your host and a marketing and business strategy coach for small business entrepreneurs. I've started and scaled my own multi-six-figure businesses before even becoming a coach. And my deepest desire is to help women to have the tools and the confidence to do whatever is on their heart and make money doing it. Let's jump into today's episode. Oh, hello there, and welcome to today's episode of Through the Marketing Lens. If you are new here, welcome. If you're coming back, thank you so much for being here. If you haven't already done so, please take a moment to do two things. Subscribe to this podcast. That's going to make sure that every episode gets delivered to wherever you listen to this. And two, please, please rate this podcast. Your reviews matter so much and help this little engine to grow. So thank you. Thank you. We're going to jump right in. Today, we are talking about anxiety. Yes, I know. So fun. But it is actually because there is um, there are a lot of things that we need to talk about around anxiety. And I'm going to share my story Perhaps you know that October 10th was Mental Health Awareness Day, and any chance that we can open up about mental health, I am here for it. I Maybe you know this, I've experienced anxiety myself. I'm really open about this, and I want to take a moment to talk about being anxious um, as a woman, as an entrepreneur, as a human You know, anxiety disorders are the most common mental health concern in the United States with over 40 million adults in the U.S. That's 19.1% with an anxiety disorder. And we all experience anxiety in some way or another. For example, speaking in front of a group of people usually makes people anxious. Um, There's also positive positivity around anxiety in that it can motivate you to actually prepare and to practice so that when you get up there, you actually know what you're talking about. Um, it's really the disproportionate amount of anxiety that that we're talking about, right? With, that actually causes an anxiety disorder. And I just want to say I am not a doctor. I'm not a therapist. I'm sharing my own experience that's really allowed me to be a better person, a better business owner, and a better mom, um, and certainly allowed me to grow my business, which I would have never really thought would be something that came out of having anxiety. Um, Yeah. And I mean, the fact that I've learned so much about myself through this process, probably the best outcome of everything. I really did a lot of work to come out on, I don't want to say the other side of anxiety, because it's still something that I believe Um, is a part of my life, but I just know how to manage it and it doesn't control me. Okay. So look, as entrepreneurs, you certainly can relate. We all have so much on our plates. And um, when I'm talking about the, my anxiety being really bad, I was running two businesses at the same time, one of them being a brick and mortar, and it was intense. And I also ran my household. I did a lot of the stuff and I have two kids. They were little at the time. I don't have family nearby us, which is a choice that we made um, to not live really close to family and have that kind of support. Um, 
And when my kids were really small, that was really freaking hard. And we don't talk about that enough to feel the weight of juggling the house and trying to actually look presentable in life and juggling two businesses. You know, as entrepreneurs, as people, that's really hard. But as entrepreneurs, you know, we have to show up in our business in a certain way. So it felt like an added pressure. And in the season of life that I was in, I needed support. I needed help. And I have a really wonderful spouse who is the best dad on the planet. But we have been on a journey through this and he has evolved um, into being much more supportive in the household. And today is a very different story than, than it was seven years ago. And I credit him a ton for that um, because my journey became my family's journey too. So even with everything I laid out, the two kids, my business, juggling my house, making sure people were fed, I want to tell you what I discovered. And that was the source of my anxiety when I really, really dug deep. The source of my anxiety wasn't my kids or, um, you know, the fact that I had to run two businesses. It was other people's expectations. Hear that. That was a really powerful thing for me. Um, it was really stressful. The other things keeping up with my own life and health and all of that. But it was other people's expectations that felt impossibly um, heavy. And understanding this really allowed me to start the journey of unlearning. And what I mean is unlearning a lot of what I believe we are programmed with <laughs> as women and what our reality is. We are expected to, to, to have perfect homes and perfect skin and not be too skinny, not be too fat. You know this story. We are um, expected to remember everyone's birthdays, you know, and what if we decide that we don't have, want to have kids? Like, oh, I can't even imagine the pressures. So it's no wonder that we experience this intense anxiety. And I want you to know from one entrepreneur to another that it's okay to have anxiety, right? The more I open up about it, the more people say to me, oh my God, me too. And I had no idea until I was open about my anxiety that so many of my close friends experience anxiety as well. Um, so bringing this back to being an entrepreneur and a woman, I, I want us to talk about it, yes, but what can we actually do about it for ourselves? That's what I really want to talk about. Let's talk about the solutions. Your business and your family and hell, you need you to show up. So again, I'm not a doctor, but after years of experiencing anxiety and learning how to manage my anxiety, I feel it is my duty to share what worked for me. And some of the things I'm about to say are not doable for everyone um, for various reasons, but my budget is my budget now. I just want to say that this is not my budget from day one, right? I'm speaking from where I am today. So perhaps this will help you to 
find where you want to go or perhaps something in the future, or maybe this is something that you would put into action today. But let's just dive into it. So it's a list of 10 things that it was very hard for me to curate this list, by the way, but um, these are truly the 10 things that I would put at the very, very top. So number one is therapy. Hell yes. If you're not in therapy, I, I get it. It's not, people say like, it's not for me or whatever, but there's so many different ways to see therapists now. I see my therapist two times a month over FaceTime. I love it. Um, thank you, COVID, for making this normal. And um, I also, my therapist happens to take insurance, which is really, really nice. Definitely helps defray the cost there. Um, I know that a lot don't. So it's not always going to be possible, but it is so wonderful to get someone else's perspective. Every time I leave therapy, I feel like a weight has been lifted off of my shoulders. Um, I will say that also finding the right therapist is really important too. My therapist is wonderful for me. Um, so that's also true. I've heard a lot of people say like, I had a really bad experience, but sometimes it takes two or three times to find the person that really works for you. All right. Number two, medication. Yeah, I am definitely pro when it comes to anxiety. I refuse this for a long time. I don't even take Advil, you guys. <laughs> I am a masochist when it comes to um, taking medicine for some reason. I think my mom just doesn't take medicine. I don't know what's wrong with me. But in the end, deciding to take medication for my anxiety uh, changed everything. I love it. It does not change my personality. I still feel things. I still cry. I cry less, but I still cry. I am just able to breathe for a moment. That's the way that I would describe it. Uh, before I lose my shit. And sometimes that moment is all you need. And that is what I came to realize. Like the medication for me didn't change my reactions. It just changed my reaction time. So I still have a moment before I like yell at my kids or get so anxious that I like, I just like give up. Okay. Number three, a business coach. For us entrepreneurs, yes, this 100% helped me in my business, in my anxiety, um, but it also helped to normalize the things that I was going through that felt so overwhelming in my business and for me to create a real tactical action plan. So it's not just about complaining or talking about how you feel like it would be with um, a therapist, right? Although a therapist does other things, of course, but um, with a business coach, it's really about like, okay, so what do we do about it, right? So it's solution-based, which is super powerful. Number four, meditation. Yep, I meditate almost every day. It is calming. It clears my mind. It helps me to get grounded. I don't do it for a very long time. I probably meditate for five minutes a day. I've been trying to do more than that, but that's what fits into my day, and it helps. Um, and I don't do it because I'm anxious. I know some people do, but I do it because it's like a vitamin instead of taking an Advil. Um, it helps me to not get anxious when I'm really consistent with it. Then I'm really grounded and I don't, I don't move into anxiety. Um, and there's great like YouTubes about this. Uh, Gabby Bernstein is who really got me into, if you don't follow her, she's amazing. Um, she really got me into meditating and how to meditate. And like, really there's just easy meditations online. There's so many things out there, but I, I recommend Gabby Bernstein if you're just getting into it. 
Number five, not checking social media a hundred times a day. We all know this already, um, especially with everything that's recently come out about Facebook. We know social media is toxic and yet we give it so much of our energy. And I know it feels like we have to, but um, we have to be on it for work, right? But I just don't go on it anymore. Otherwise, my personal life does not involve social media. Um, I had to work to get there. And um, just, I don't post really personally at all once in a while, but um, I don't scroll for myself. And in my business, I do my own posts usually on my social media and I respond to my own DMs. So it is a necessary part of my business to engage there. But I, I have certain times in the day that um, that I show up on social media and I just stick to that. So you can outsource it if that's better for you, but I highly recommend doing that if you can, not checking it a ton. Number six, setting expectations and sticking to my zone of genius. All right, I want you to hear this one. This, this one was really hard, but this has truly shifted my game in pretty much all things business and it trickles into my anxiety. I do not say yes to clients who feel off for me if you're service-based. And I realize that it's something that I worked to get to, to really figure out who my ideal person is, but um, you will get there if you're not there now, right? And if you are saying yes, this is what I mean about zoning in, I mean, sticking to my zone of genius. If you're saying yes to designing a website, but you're actually a social media manager, you know, but your client asked you to do it and you probably could do it, but just because you can doesn't mean you should. And that really plays, played into my anxiety for a long time because I would do things because I wanted the client to be happy, but you know, it didn't allow me to really grow in what my zone of genius was the way I wanted to. And that would cause me anxiety, right? Because then comes in imposter syndrome and it's, it's a cycle, but honestly, it comes with, with experience. I think understanding who that person is and understanding if you do turn it away, there will be more clients that come in and this comes from like, really, who is your client and who do you serve? And just getting really, really clear on, on that. But it's also about up-leveling your expertise. So that component is really powerful too, because if you get one client who asks you to build that website and you know that you can, so you do it. And that took you 20 more hours than it should have, because it's not your zone of genius. You could have been using that 20 hours to get 10 more clients, right? So it's just kind of looking at it from that perspective and allowing yourself to grow in what you are the genius in and really believing that those clients will come. That's really, that's a big moment. Um, and I had to be really conscious of like making those decisions. So how do you do that? So having really upfront conversations and confidently laying out what you do, what I do, this is what I did. Um, having people to refer to was really helpful for me. So when a client wants done work for them, I mean, wants want some work done for them, which is the request I get often, they will want me to kind of act as a marketing agency. That's not what I do, 
right? I, I have to be really clear about that with myself. I am a marketing-led business coach who will help you to grow and scale your business by teaching you real strategies to get seen and empower you to stop standing still and start leaning in, right? But I'm not a marketing agency, but I was saying yes to a lot of things for a while because it was money I didn't want to give away and it was that scarcity mindset, but in the end, it caused me anxiety. I didn't want to piss people off. So if you're nodding your head and you're like, and I know you are, (laughs) um, I, I just want you to hear the This is the difference between people who are growing in their business and people that are standing still, the people who lean into their zone of genius. All right, number seven, setting real boundaries with my kids. So this is a big one if you are a mom. If you're in the season with little, little ones, this might seem impossible, but I want you to know it does get easier. I I remember thinking that. My kids are now nine and six, and they get it. It is imperfect, but I laid the groundwork over time for them to understand that I need my work hours and I don't feel guilty because when I am with them, I am with them. Um, I want to disclose I also have a nanny. So it really does help, obviously. And I realize that is not everyone's situation, but we made the decision to invest in my business and in me. So we kind of had to do that with the age my kids were at. And it was truly a choice to either grow my business or not grow my business. And let me just tell you, the ROI on having help is very high because you can spend the time and really focus on your business, okay? That's also a personal choice, I realize. But that was what was right for our family. All right, so number eight, growing um, to where I wanted to. And the way I wanted to. So what I mean by that is I realized when I was growing my previous business that I felt like real success, if I was asked to define it, meant more team members and bigger because everyone else would see a big team meant big success. Maybe that resonates with you. But for me, managing a huge team was very exhausting and that led to anxiety, but I, it all came from, I wanted other people to feel like I was doing well. I feel I felt out of control. Um, when, when I'm exhausted, by the way, I always feel out of control because I like forget things and I feel messy and that's just not a good space for me. But when I began coaching, I promised myself, I got like a a redo, right? I promised myself that I would do it the way I wanted to. And I have a small team now of um, four people that help me run various parts of my business. I don't have to manage them because they are excellent at what they do. And that's how I wanted it. Okay, so number nine. This feels a little bit nebulous, but removing bad energy. (laughs) Here's what I came to realize. Um, If if I surrounded myself with people who kind of played it small, I would play it small, right? And we all hear this. You are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. But from an anxiety perspective, if you want to move away from anxiety, it's really surrounding yourself with people who are solution-based and positive. I kept hearing people kind of complaining and 
it was like very triggering for me. So I needed to kind of take a step back. And what I want to implore you to do is say no to dinner with that person. That's negative. Just say no. You don't have to answer that phone call from that person that gives you anxiety or is negative or whatever your kind of trigger is. Uh, And once you start doing it, it feels a lot easier because I promise you, if you are surrounding yourself with those negative people or like your trigger, then it is holding you back. And number 10, being open. Um, Being open for me about my anxiety has allowed a lot of people to open up to me and I get to hear their stories and hear where they're coming from and we connect, right? And when we connect as humans, which is truly what we crave at the core of being human beings, you feel happier chemically. So that's the list of 10 things that have truly helped me immensely to get to where I am today with anxiety so I can show up in my life and in my business in the way that I want to. And anxiety is not a part of my daily life anymore. Um, And if I feel like I'm going into that place, I know myself so much more now. And that has been such a beautiful part of this experience of really having to learn myself. I would love to hear from you If you've been through anything similar, um, this would be an incredible way for me to share with women in this community ideas, tips, strategies that have helped you in your anxiety or your mental health and um, as entrepreneurs and in this community of women, we're just all doing the best we can. So please email me directly, katrina at katrinaaronson.com or shoot me a DM on Instagram. My Instagram is katrinaaronson underscore consulting. And I would love, love, love to share. I will obviously black out your name and no one will know who you are if you do not want me to share that. So with that, thank you for trusting me with your precious, precious time. Please share this episode if it inspired you. If it didn't, that's okay too. Thank you for the posts and stories and all that on Instagram. Please keep tagging. I appreciate it. I do this because I want your business to thrive. So thank you for helping this podcast to thrive. I will see you next Tuesday. I am going to tell you about something that could totally change your small business and allow you to be so much more effective with your time. I talk about this all the time, and that is a client management software. It basically lets you manage your projects, book your clients, create email workflows to follow up with potential clients, send invoices, get paid, create questionnaires. This is all in one place, okay? HoneyBook is awesome. I use it all the time. I swear by it. If you know me, you know that I talk about this all the time. And I'm going to give you a link so that you can get 50% off your first year. The link is share.honeybook.com backslash Katrina Aronson. I'm going to put it in the show notes for you so that you can just click right there. And trust me, this is going to be a game changer for you.